Hey friends, welcome to the Axiom Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us and check out our episode. Um, this is a space where we post our, our Sunday sermons and occasionally we have discussions and conversations regarding life in this community and following Jesus. So thank you for listening and please engage us on our website, axiomchurchaz.com or on any of our social medias. We'd love to hear from you. Take care. May the love of Christ be with you. Hey, thank you. Uh, uh, Happy holidays. No, sorry. Merry Christmas, friends and family. Thank you for being here today. I know not all jokes are great. Um, here, on this Christmas Eve, we are so grateful that you've chosen to, to join us to celebrate Jesus. I can't imagine a, a, a Christmas without him, actually, turns out. And I recognize that in our world that there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, room and tolerance we're creating for a Christmas without Christ. But I just want to say it to my brothers and sisters and to our friends and family here that Axiom is a place that celebrates Jesus every single Sunday, and we'll never stop uh, doing that here. And we hope that you would be inspired to center your life around the good news and love of Christ, which is available to everybody, not just this Christmas season. And actually, today is the final Sunday of Advent. Any of you grow up practicing Advent or participating in Advent? A few, a few Catholics in the room, way to go. Uh, all right. Well, welcome. We practice Advent here as well, although we are not uh, Catholic per se. We recognize that there's a Christian calendar, okay? Now, hear me for a second. I want to I I tease this out. We, we have two calendars in the world. Did you know that we've got like the secular calendar, the regular calendar? And right now, we're at the end of that calendar year, right? We're coming to the end. But in the Christian calendar, Advent is the beginning. So we've actually already started a new year. And these two calendars are living in, in contrast with each other. They're not in full agreement. One calendar, as it wraps up towards the end, is in a spirit of hustle and bustle and hurry. It's got a lot to do because the end is near. But the other calendar is doing the opposite. It's slowing down. It's waiting. It's watching. And it's just beginning. And that's the calendar that we as followers of Jesus actually orient our lives around. That's why we celebrate Christmas Eve together, because it's part of the Advent calendar, a time where we watch and we wait for the light of Christ that is going to enter into our world. But these two calendars are in opposition. Maybe to give an example, one of the calendars feels like a match, and you you light the match And what happens after too long with the match? I don't know what you just said. Speaking in tongues is great. Uh, But it goes out. It goes out. But but in the Advent calendar, we we light the candle, not the match. The candle, which keeps burning. It holds the flame for a longer period of time. And, and I think this helps us hopefully get a picture of the distinction between the two, that one is quick, it's in a hurry, it's, 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 it's all flame, all bright, real fast, and then out it goes. Christmas is over. How many of you are already thinking, oh man, it's already here. January's coming. 
And then what? And it's like you're already sad that Christmas is gone. But again, in the Christian calendar, Christmas is just beginning. Christ is just entering into the world. The, the now small light is becoming a bright light that's going to grow and grow and grow as we grow together in this Christian calendar. And I think one of the reasons why we're in a hurry in one calendar or one worldview is because we, in that world, we don't have the light of Christ. We live in a dark world, and in a dark world, we're in a hurry. I'll give you an example. My son, Emerson, we used to make him take out the trash. We still do, actually, um, but we don't have to remind him to do it now. But when he was younger, he would take out the trash. He would always forget during the day, and so inevitably, nighttime would come, and he'd have to take out the trash. And he didn't want to do it at night because it was dark. And like so many of us, myself included, I grew up a little bit afraid of the dark. And so on the ring camera, you can watch, by the way, what's happening. And I remember my wife and I have a, a very fond memory of sending my son out, and he didn't want to do it, to take out the trash. He grabs that trash, and he runs like flash out the front door, around the corner. He chucks the bag at the garbage can. It doesn't even land in the garbage can, and he's on his tiptoes coming. I don't know how that helps you in a dark situation, but there he was running back on his tiptoes as fast as lightning to come back inside. He was in a hurry because it was dark outside. And that analogy might feel like a stretch, but I actually think that we are living in a fast-paced hustle and bustle culture because we're afraid that if we stop, if we slow down, we might start to notice some real pain in our life. We might start to notice there's some real darkness around us. But what if we had better light? What if we had, <coughs> excuse me, the candle was burning? What if what felt like darkness around us could become a place of sanctuary for us because of who's with us in that space. We don't have to avoid it. And that's the beauty of the Christmas season of Advent, is that Jesus enters into the world, and instead of fleeing from darkness, we light the candle of hope in a world of despair. And we hold the light of hope up against the places of despair. And then we light the candle of peace in a world of conflict. I'm burning my hand. <laughs> Excuse me while I get a third degree burn here. See what I'm talking about? Match isn't the way to go. And we light the candle of joy in a world of sorrow. And in Advent, the coming of Christ, we light the candle of love in a world of hate. You see, contrary to popular belief, we think often that emotions like hope, peace, joy, and love are surface and cheap. But the truth is the easy emotion is, is hate. The easy emotion is despair. The easy emotion is, is conflict. Those are the easy ones. 
peace, hope, joy, and love, they require depth. They require reaching in. They require us to move towards something more meaningful. And this is why their lights burn longer. And they have more power. Because they're always a choice for us as followers of Jesus. That when confronted with despair, conflict, sadness, or, or whatever, we can choose an alternative. Because we've seen a light. In Isaiah chapter 9, we read this. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land, in, excuse me, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Now just hold that. This is wonderful news for us. The light isn't for those who aren't in the dark. It's for those who are associated with conflict, associated with pain, associated with sorrow, associated with these things. That's what the light is for. And so we can live in a world of hurry where we're avoiding, or we can, as followers of Jesus, choose. We can choose to be alongsiders in the midst of the hard because we've seen a great light. Even in our darkness, we have light. This is the light of Christ. It goes on to tell us in verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You see, light came to darkness, and that's the Christmas story. The king whose governments will be on his shoulders. The king didn't come to a castle. The king entered into a cave. That's the uniqueness of our king, that his birthing place is a, it's caveside with animals. There's nothing comfortable or, or uh, polished about it. It's dark. And it makes sense that Jesus would enter in, not into a shiny palace, but into the darkest corner of our world. Because that's where his work begins. Because he is for all of us. And this is the lesson that we have to all learn. That, that we're called to live brightly in the midst of darkness. And that's hard to do, but we have to think about what that looks like. Jesus actually teaches us this, though, by the way. He tells us, I'll just give you one example in Luke Chapter 6, he says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? So it's like saying, hey, if you're going to be light around those that are light, good for you. Even sinners love those who love them. But then he goes on to say in verse 35, he says this, but love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind uh, to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as the Father is merciful. So, so what Jesus is teaching us is that we have a choice, that we can choose the easy, superficial anger, or we can choose the harder but brighter response to our world. You always have the decision to choose other, and that's what it means for us to be light bearers also with Christ. You see, Jesus is always where you least expect them, not just in caves instead of castles, but loving our enemies instead of just loving our friends. And he's always like we least expect him. 
like a child in a manger. You will find him, a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger, as the text says. That's love. That's love. He doesn't come in, you know, with machine guns firing off, although that would have been really cool. He comes in like a baby wrapped in a cloth. Guys, hear this. Did you know only three times in all of Scripture do we read that Jesus is wrapped in cloth? At his birth, at his death. Do you know what the other place is? It's when he's washing his disciples' feet. The mark, the sign of the king is one of humility and humbleness. It's not like we expect. Never comfortable, never quick or easy, because love is blind and it's, it's suffering. Love is, love is light and darkness. Love is a king in a cave. A life avoidant of despair, avoidant of conflict, avoidant of sorrow and hate is a life that's immune to hope, peace, joy, and love. See, you can only describe that as a, like a, a, a spiritual sickness to choose to avoid the reality of hardship and suffering. But I know we have a calendar, we have a worldview that wants us to pretend like things don't get difficult. But we get to remind each other that no matter how difficult it gets, we have a king who overcomes our worst of worst. And that's the great message and light of love that Jesus brings to us. The Christmas story is the story of Jesus entering in from, from manger to, to the cross. It's the story of, of the unexpected doing the most unexpected things. But he does it with hope, peace, joy, and love fully intact from beginning to end. Love is how we keep this light burning, by the way. It's the fuel in our tank. It's what we use to move. It's how we are in action as ministers of reconciliation. We operate on the power of the empowering of God's love in us. That's what we take with us from the beginning of our year as we've just started all the way through to the end. Let's do that together. Let's keep our candle burning bright. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we are so eager to be a people of hope, a people of peace, a people of joy, and a people of love. I ask that as we enter into this new year that you have before us, that we would begin to model our life around you, that we would look to these virtues that you hold so preciously in your life, and we would desire ourselves to have them, not just to mimic them, but to embody them in spirit and in truth. But Lord, that might require a miracle, because some of us have grown angry, some of us have grown callous. And so we ask for a birth in us, Jesus, by the power of your spirit, 
that you might come and overshadow us in the way that you did with Mary and that you would plant yourself in us. And may we begin by that power to make new decisions and to live in a new way. In Jesus' name.